Welcome everyone to the NBA podcast on RJ Bell Dream Preview. Back in the saddle here for the Saturday card in the NBA Association. Hey, we're back to doing at least two pods a week for now. But joining me as usual to help me break everything down in the association and we're going to be sweating it out live here as we record this episode uh, of the NBA podcast. My main man, Sleepy J. Sleepy, what's going on, my man? How are you doing this Friday evening? Doing pretty good. I don't think we're going to have to sweat out our player prop there when off. Trey Young right now, 17 points at halftime. we got to get over 25 and a half. I think, what's that, four in a row? Cash on our player props? That'd be pretty dope. Yeah, hopefully he uh, gets there in the second half. I know he started off really red hot from the three-point line. I think he started like three of three or four or four, if I'm not mistaken. And they were from like deep range, 25 feet, 29 feet. So, yeah, he looks like he's well on his way. And it's a close game right now at the half officially. So I'm sorting out two picks here. I have the um, full game over uh, between the Suns and the Hawks. Uh, Right now they have 129 points at the half. And like you mentioned, for our player prop best bet as well, uh, Trey Young right now with 17 at the half. So hopefully he can continue uh, dominating in the second half and we can get to the window uh, with our player prop best bet and making it four in a row. Um, not much. I mean, we, we covered a lot uh, last night, Sleepy, on the podcast. So I know there's some intriguing matchups that we can get into here on the Saturday card here. Um, and that's one team that we've talked about a lot. This season on the podcast and probably one of the hottest teams in the association right now, that's going to be the New York Knicks. They're hosting the L.A. Lakers who are coming off of a stunning, stunning victory over the Boston Celtics on Thursday night. Uh, They were without LeBron James and Anthony Davis in that game, Sleepy. And they were, I think the number closed around 16 and a half in favor of the Boston Celtics. And the Lakers said, we don't need those points. Y'all keep those points. Led by Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell, they go into Beantown and upset the Boston Celtics. Now they're headed to Madison Square Garden on Saturday night. It's going to be a nationally televised game, national prime time. So I do expect at least LeBron to play in this game. Uh, Anthony Davis is officially listed as questionable for this game. But let me get to the official injury report here for both of these teams. For the New York Knicks, we know that Julius Randle is going to be missing at least another two to three weeks. That was a note that came across this morning uh, for Julius Randle's status with the New York Knicks. Uh, other players that are questionable for the New York Knicks right now, OG Ananobi, he's sitting with the right elbow inflammation. Quentin Grimes is also going to miss this game as well. And, and officially on the injury report for the Lakers, both Anthony Davis and LeBron are questionable. Uh, and they take another loss uh, to their defense here, uh, Sleepy. Jared Vanderbilt is going to miss some time here as well. He's dealing with a right foot injury. Um, did see the note this morning that he's going to miss at least one to two weeks, maybe more than that. So two other better defensive players are on the um, injury report and out for some time here, Sleepy. But let's get into this game here. Currently, as it stands, the Knicks are a six-point home favorite with a total of 230 in this game here. So what are you thinking about this game? Well, let me go back to what you first were talking about there about the Lakers beating the Boston Celtics there. You know, it's funny. I was just sitting and uh, I played the over in the Kings game tonight and they, I think it was around two minutes and 30 seconds left in the, uh, in the first quarter. And I'm like, boy, it'd be nice if they put up, you know, an extra like 10 points or something before, you know, before we end up closing out the quarter, (laughs) they have 10 shots in a row that go in. They score 22 points wow. in two minutes, in two minutes, like 22 points in two minutes. 
And I'm looking at the guys who are shooting. It's like, you know, Malik Monk and Herter and this one and that one. I'm like, these dudes do not miss. The NBA players today, and I'm not like, you know, throwing shade on a lot of the guys from from in the past, but I honestly don't think that that those teams really could compete with the athleticism that these kids have today. I mean, these dudes can shoot, they can jump, they could do anything that, that you want. But when it comes to shooting, every team has shooters. So, yeah, I get it. Like the Lakers went out there and they surprised them with no LeBron and no AD. But, you know, you run into a team that that's just shooting well, that, that you know, like an Austin Reeves or something like that, who, you know, was going to get as many touches as possible when those guys are off the floor. You let a guy like that go out there and just keep shooting and shooting and shooting, he'll shoot your lights out. So I'm not saying I'm surprised that the Lakers won. I guess I am a little bit surprised. But, you know, after watching some of these teams, I mean, they just light it up. They just make basket after basket like we've never seen before. Um, it's not surprising that we do see some upset sometimes when the stars are out. And those guys really step up. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you know, it's our one time to shine. Let's go out there, kind of do our thing. But just looking at some of the scores that we see in these totals and the way that these guys shoot today versus, you know, when I was growing up in the, in the 80s and 90s, it just seems like they're just so, so much better. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned, right, the game has changed since the 90s. And, you know, I was what? I'm a Rockets fan, so I was what six and six and seven years old when they won the back-to-back titles, um, and it was a different game back then. Like you mentioned, right? We had big men like the Hakeem's of the world, the Shaq's of the world. It was get the guy, get the ball to the our big men down low and let them go to work. Where they were, you know, it would eat up the clock, and they would maybe shoot with like five seconds left on the uh, on the shot clock. But now in modern day basketball, it's like we want to get shot up within eight seconds of the shot clock. So yeah, you're right, right? The game has changed, obviously, you know, with training and, and things like that, you know, things have gotten, uh, you know, the game has changed. I just said, like you mentioned, there's so many just great shooters and, you know, are we going to see another Steph Curry again? We probably will just because, I mean, we thought that Reggie Miller may have been the best shooter of all time, but here comes Steph Curry and, and you know, he's just transformed the game of basketball, especially from the three point line. So it's exciting to watch if you're just a basketball junkie, not even a better, but if you're just a basketball fan, I mean, you're just going to appreciate the talent uh, that some of these guys out, have out there, whether it's, you know, shooting the basketball and just the athleticism a lot of these guys do have here, Sleepy. Absolutely. And I think that just getting back to this game, as I was talking about, like all these teams scoring and shooting, it's funny because I actually like the under in this game. I know that you said Vanderbilt was going to be out, and I think that that will be a defensive loss here for the Lakers, but... The Knicks have been red hot. They've won 10 games in a row now. They've held, I think, 10 straight games. They had, Nobody scored 110 points against them. And I think that's like six out of their last like 12 games I was looking. Uh, they held teams under the century mark. So, you know, the Knicks right now, they're winning all these games red hot 10 in a row, and they're doing it with defense. And I think the yeah. Lakers, with, with AD, LeBron probably coming back, Obviously, that's going to help their defense, but that's probably going to be one of their main focuses here going into MSG is how do we stop this Knicks team? Well, you can go out there and you can try to run and go with them, but I think that that might that could lead you into a little bit of trouble. I think the, the Lakers probably think that maybe the Knicks just don't have the guys to go out there and fill it up, so maybe this is more of a defensive-minded game. At least that's the way I'm kind of thinking about it. You know, from the Lakers side, for, for the Knicks side, it's easy. It's defense. That That's what they're going to do. And one of the reasons why I like this Knicks team is that, you know, they operate at, at a little bit of a slower pace and, and that, that creates less turnovers. So it creates less, 
points in transition, less fouls. You know, it just it reduces a lot of the sloppy type of play where, you know, you end up with that higher pace where they are getting the shot up, you know, within eight seconds. But I think the under is the way to go here in this one. It's 230. Yeah, 230 and a half right now uh, on Fandle. So I'll go ahead. I'll play that. I'll avoid the side because eventually, you know, um, the Knicks are probably going to end up losing the game here sooner or later with AD LeBron coming back and with a little bit of little bit of rest, probably some fresher legs. You know, Lakers could go ahead and maybe surprise. So under for me, 230 and a half on FanDuel. That's what I got for that one. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned, right? I mean, we talked about it a lot, especially since the trade of OG Ananobi to the Knicks. And I know I keep on beating on this drum, but the numbers aren't lying, right? Even the trends aren't lying. Since the turn of the 2024 calendar year, the Knicks 15 and 2 straight up. 14 and three against the spread, but more towards your under here, sleepy. They're 15 and two towards the under uh, since we turned to 2021. Oh, sorry, sorry, 2021, 2024. Um, and in their home games in particular, 10 and one straight up, nine and two against the spread, 10 and one towards the under as well. So I think this may be a slower paced game uh, between these two squads. I know the, the, the Lakers like to get up and down the floor. They are one of the faster paced teams in the association. But the Knicks, if you look at their roster, right, a lot of the focus has been on a guy like Jason, uh, sorry, Jalen Brunson, who's just been absolutely taken over this team from the offensive standpoint. He really has to, right, especially with the injury to Julius Randle, who's probably their second best scorer, at least on this roster. But you take a look at the defensive side, right? Guys like Dante DiVincenzo, Isaiah Hardenstein, uh, that can give you that rim protection. Josh Hart is probably one of the better, if not best, role players you can have on your team. He's been doing very, very well for this uh, Knicks team, just filling up the stat sheet. You also take a look at Coach um, Tom Thibodeau, right? It seems like he has his guys now that are going to play that blue-collar, hard-nosed defense, and it's translated to wins for them um, thus far this season. So I'm with you here, Sleepy. I do like the under this game here as well, despite the Lakers you know, being one of those teams on the road this season that have trended towards the over, but I think this might be a, one of those games where we slow it down uh, and turns into a half-court game. So I definitely agree with you about the uh, under in this game between the Lakers and the Knicks. Um, anything else for this game, Sleep, before we move to the next one? No, no, I think we're pretty much wrapped it up. I'm glad we both agree on that one. Yeah, let's get over to the next game of the night. Another pretty good matchup here. Another non-conference matchup uh, in the association on Saturday night. They got the Milwaukee Bucks. They are headed to Dallas to take on the Mavericks. And currently, as it stands, the Bucks are a three and a half point road favorite here with a total of two fifty-one and a half. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, I'll start with the Milwaukee Bucks because it's pretty simple. Only one player on the injury report who's questionable. That's going to be Andre Jackson Jr. For the Dallas Mavericks, um, let's start here with guys that are doubtful. So two starters are doubtful for this game. That's going to be Derek Lively, their starting center, and also Kyrie Irving, who's thing with that right thumb, a right thumb sprain. So those two guys are doubtful. Questionable is Derek Jones Jr. He has a left wrist sprain. Maxi Kleba is probable for this game. And Luca is going to be playing in this game here against the Dallas, Ma- sorry, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, so if you start with the side or total here, minus three and a half in favor of the Bucks in Dallas. All right. I don't have a real like in this one, but I do have two leans. So high total in this one, 251 and a half. And the last time these teams played, I think they scored like 257 or 256 points. I know it was a lot, it was a lot of points. Now the Stars all played in that one. 
Um, like you were saying, like Kyrie could be out for this one. But I think, you know, the Bucks come into this one probably a little bit salty. You know, they lost two games in a row, have given up a bunch of points. And I get it. You know, some of these teams are going out there and they're looking to run. But, you know, this Bucks team for years, um, a lot of defense has been instilled in them. You know, you have Middleton, you have Lopez and Giannis. Like that team could go out there and play defense if they want to. And I think off of two losses, they probably do here. And one of the things with, with the Mavericks is that I, I I don't think they're really looking to go ahead and play as much defense as they had in the past and, and that slower pace. We've seen the pace pick up with them. Uh, you know, they're looking for more scoring, obviously, from Kyrie and Luka. But I think defensively, like, they, they, they lack a little bit. But the Bucks just have, you know, they have four or five guys on the floor at any time that you have to be a really defensive-sounded team. So I would lean towards the Bucks bouncing back here. I think that they could probably get a win here, cover this number. And a lot of it just goes to the fact that the Bucks have lost two in a row. And, I mean, when I look at Dallas, and, and I mean, I'm probably going back maybe like the last four or five, six games, it seems like it's a, just a lot of guys in and out of the lineup, not a lot of consistency with that team right now. And they're basically just trading wins and losses. So I don't know if they're really up to snuff to take on a Bucks team off two losses. I, I, I honestly don't think that they are right now. So it would be the Bucks for me. And I actually think maybe a little bit more of a defensive game for Milwaukee here. At least that's what they're focused on. So I would probably go ahead and play under 251. I like the Bucks more than I do like the under, though, a little bit. Well, I'm glad you like the Bucks because I'm going to make that my best bet here, minus three and a half for the uh, Bucks here. And it's a lot of what you also already mentioned here. So um, number one, let's start with the Dallas side, right? I mean, you nailed it with all the injuries that these guys are dealing with right now. Um, Luke obviously is going to be playing in this game. And like I mentioned with Kyrie Irving doubtful in this game, that's another offensive weapon that your second best offensive player is not going to be playing in this game, uh, officially doubtful. And then also your starting center, right? Derek Lively is also doubtful for this game. He's dealing with a nasal fracture. So I think that number one, that's going to open up opportunities for the Milwaukee Bucks to create those second chance points, right? They have some great rebounders on this team. Talk about obviously Giannis. Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis coming off of the bench for them. Um, so I think those second chance opportunities, number one, are going to be there. You mentioned the defense also for this Dallas Mavericks team. Over the last five games, the Dallas Mavericks, the worst defensive rated team in the entire association. They have a net rating of minus 10.8 over the last uh, five games here as well. And this Mavericks team, they've been struggling to cover the spread over the last six games. Sorry, last seven games, one in six against the spread. Uh, they're just two and five straight up in that span. And I think that number one for the Bucks, they're they're probably going through some type of adjustment period here now with Doc Rivers on the sideline, trying to implement his new game plan, uh, his offensive system. Um, so I think that this is an opportunity, like you mentioned, coming off of two losses, going up against a banged up uh Bucks us uh, or Mavericks team here. I think Giannis and the and you know Dame. Chris Middleton, those guys should be ready to go in this game. I'll take the uh, Milwaukee Bucks here, laying the, uh, laying the three and a half points in Dallas to take care of business and get the victory here. So my best bet here, Slippy, I'm going to go with the Bucks minus three and a half. All right, that makes me feel pretty good. You know, I was sitting here in Manoff last night, and I'm like, you know what? I haven't like actually made like an official pick for who I think is going to be in the NBA Finals, and I'm like really kind of drilling down here on Milwaukee representing the east i don't know how you feel about that 
the West, it's pretty easy for me. It's it's the Clippers. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll say it's going to be a Clippers-Bucks finals. And I've, I've been iffy, you know, on a lot of teams this year who's going to end up in the finals. But for some reason over probably like the last like week, 10 days, somewhere around there, those two teams just stick out to me as like the deepest rosters with the most high-end talent uh, that could play offense, that could play defense, that could beat you, you know, with the three from the inside, good coaching team. So those two teams are uh, are the teams that I'm going to go ahead and pick for the finals. So there's a quick bonus bet for you guys if you're looking for a finals matchup. I don't know how you feel about that matchup there, Manoff, but that's kind of what I'm going with right now. Yeah, I mean, you, we talked about this extensively um, when we were talking about the James Harden trade to the Clippers that they were going to go through some growing pains. And I think they've were the, that part of it is well within the rearview mirror for the LA Clippers now. They're just going out and playing basketball. I think at that time, the Clippers were, I think, 14 to 1, maybe something bigger than that. I should have had the numbers in front of me. But as it stands right now, they are the fourth favorite to win the NBA title right now at 6 to 1. Um, the only other Western Conference team in front of them right now, Sleepy, that's going to be the defending world. I don't know why people call it world champions, but I'm going to call them the NBA champions, the Denver Nuggets at plus 450. So, and your, your pick of the Milwaukee Bucks, they're the uh, third uh, favorite to win the title here. I think the only part that does make me nervous leaving about the Milwaukee Bucks is that I do have Doc Rivers on the sideline right now. And we know that he's historically blown leads in the playoffs. Um, you know, we saw him do it with the Clippers. He did it with the, the Philadelphia 76ers as well. But, I mean, he has one of the best rosters right now. He has one of the best players, not only in the NBA, but in the world right now. Uh, with Giannis, they picked up Damian Lillard in the offseason for a reason. Um, Chris Middleton. Brooke Lopez. So most of their guys that were part of that championship run when they played against the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals, um, you know, are are still on this roster. And also, I think underrated part for them, they also got Drake, Drake Crowder back uh, uh, on this roster, right? He was dealing with a injury for a significant amount of time to start the season. Now he's back in this lineup. Uh, and that just gives another added dimension uh, to this roster. So I couldn't argue against you. I don't trust the Boston Celtics at all. I mean, I know it's just a regular season sleep, but I know we just talked about it as a 16 and a half point favorite against the Lakers. I know it's one regular season game, but I think when it comes down to it, I just don't trust the Boston Celtics. So I would be with you here with the Bucks um, and the Clippers here as well. Um, Sleepy, let's get over to your best bet, my man. What do you got for the Saturday night card? All right. So I'm going to go maybe with a little bit of a shocker here. I'm going to play the 76ers here at home minus the four points against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I mean, it, it kind of sucks, you know, with the Embiid news for Philadelphia and they had a little bit of a rough road trip. So it, it, it wasn't a kind road trip to Philadelphia. Obviously you lose, you know, league MVP player off your team and you, you lost, I don't know how many games they lost in a row. I know they won the last one, but I think they lost like four to five or five out of six. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a good road trip there for Philly, but I think the fact that they come back home, um, they can kind of digest the fact that Embiid is at least going to miss some time, potentially maybe the rest of the year, and they need to step up. And it's, you know, it's it's all hands on deck, get ready to go. And I think Brooklyn, they're just not as talented right now as Philadelphia. Ben Simmons is back. I mean, that, that was a pretty good thing. He actually ended up in a, with a really nice game for his return. But you know, that could throw a little bit of a wrench into, you know, kind of what they're doing. Dorian Finney-Smith's going to be out. So, you know, lose a little bit of score and a little bit of defense. I just think Brooklyn in this particular spot with Philly coming home because 
now they have to greet their home fans without Joel Embiid, they're going to want to go ahead and, and at least instill a little confidence in the fan base and probably within themselves that, you know, we can, we can go ahead and we could still make things, things work here for us. So I see a big effort here for Philadelphia at home. I would expect maybe a double digit win. I feel like minus four is just too low. So I'll go ahead. I'll make the 76ers without Joel Embiid, my best bet for Saturday. The Nets were one of the teams, I think we mentioned this as well, um, maybe last week or the week prior, that they were one of the teams that early in the season were just absolutely on fire coming out of the gate, uh, covering the spread at least. But if you take a look, what they've done over their last, let's go, 10 games um, on the road, just two and eight straight up, one and nine against the spread. So they've significantly regressed back to the mean after their hot start, at least covering the spread. But I mean, I, if you watch that game against the Utah Jazz the other night where Philly was wrapping up their road trip, they got Tyrese Maxey back. He had a 50-point effort. But I think being back at home for the Sixers team in front of their home crowd on Saturday night, I, I think that everybody is going to step up in the spot here uh, for this Sixers team. And again, even without Joel Embiid, you know, Tyrese Maxey, he's still on this roster. He should be playing in this game. Uh, Tobias Harris has done his part. And I think the role players as well, right? You're talking about the Patrick Beverly's of the world. He's been playing really well. Uh, Kelly Oubre as well. Guys coming off of that bench have been really stepping up and just doing their job for the Sixers team. So despite it just being a four-point spread here, and rightfully so that if Embiid was playing, this would be obviously be a significantly bigger spread. But the Sixers at home here, Sleepy, this season, 17-6 and six straight up, 16-7 and seven against the spread. They've been one of the better home teams um, not only winning, but also covering the spread as well. So um, I'm with you here on the Sixers minus the four uh, as your best bet for the Saturday night card here. Uh, Sleepy, uh, a lot of great things happening right now in the world of sports. We have, like we mentioned, the Super Bowl right around the corner. We're in full swing of college basketball, the NBA season, NHL as well, MLB season right around the corner. But let our listeners know what they can take advantage of on the uh, our website here at pregame.com. Yeah, right now, pregame.com. If you simply enter code COACH15, you guys can save $15 off anything there at pregame.com. Uh, everybody's kind of getting their Super Bowl packages up right now. They're getting their player props, all their picks locked and loaded. And you end up with some handicappers that put out a pretty good amount of picks, we'll say. And a lot of... Um, a lot of these guys have a lot of success, you know, when it comes to the Super Bowl. So, you know, picking up like a Super Bowl package, saving 15 bucks on that, you're going to get the bang for your buck because you're going to get, you know, some guys, I already have eight prop plays up and I have handicaps for all of them. So, you know, it's eight picks and you could save 15 bucks and, and get, you know, it's almost like, uh, let's just say it's criminally underpriced when it comes to the Super Bowl because of the amount of picks that, that guys give out and they're just not throwing darts, you know, it's. Uh, a lot of research and stuff like that, you know, go, taken into consideration with these two teams. So it's just a really good time to go ahead and spend money there at pregame.com. Pick up some picks there. Like I said, just enter coach 15, save yourself 15 bucks. There we go. Make sure to get over to the website, take advantage of that coupon code coach 15, uh, right around with the Super Bowl is being right around the corner about what less than uh, nine, eight, nine days left till we get to the Super Bowl. So before we do get to our player prop best bet for the Saturday night car, let's just give a quick update on what's going on with our uh, player prop best bet right now for the Friday card. And we did have Trey Young over 
25 and a half points currently with 720 left in the third quarter. Trey Young has 23 points uh, and 10 dimes. So we need uh, maybe he hits one more three pointer um, before we wrap up here and he gets us to the window. But so far looking really good right now for our player prop best 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 bet, which leads us to the player prop best bet for the Saturday games. And we're going to go over to that game that we talked about earlier um, between the Lakers and the Knicks. And we talked a lot about the injuries that the New York Knicks are dealing with, right? Uh, OG Ananobi has been missing the past several games with an elbow issue. We also have um, Julius Randle that's missing time as well. And one of the guys that has stepped up into this starting lineup and even coming off of the bench uh, has been Josh Hart. And we're looking at his rebounds and assist to go over the number of 12 and a half right now, currently over on DraftKings. And Josh Hart stepped up into the starting lineup um, back on Monday, uh, January 29th. And since then, if you want to go back further, so for the last five games, he's actually gone over this projection of rebounds and assists of 12 and a half. And I think that this is another opportunity here for him to fill up the stat sheet. So we go back to that game against the Miami Heat last Saturday. He had nine rebounds, five assists in that game against the Charlotte Hornets, 12 rebounds, seven assists against the Utah Jazz. He notched a triple double, 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. And just in the last game against the Indiana Pacers, despite playing 38 minutes, he went 0 of 6 from the floor still had 12 rebounds and dished out three assists in that game as well. And so you mentioned you like the under in this game. So I think there will be plenty of opportunities for rebounds uh, in this game here as well. And also just kind of put into perspective, Sleepy, how great the rebounding is uh, for the uh, New York Knicks. They had three different guys in that starting lineup against the New York, uh, against the Indiana Pacers who had 12 or more rebounds. Precious Achua had 16. Josh Hart, our guy, finished with 12. And Isaiah Hartenside had 19 rebounds. So this team is a great rebounding team. We saw, uh, like I mentioned, Josh Hart has been getting it done here. So I expect another huge effort here this uh, evening uh, on Saturday night against the Lakers uh, for Josh Hart and once again fill up the uh, box score there with his rebounds and assists. So Sleepy, we're going to go with Josh Hart. Rebounds and assists over 12 and a half in this game. What do you think? I'm digging it. I think one of the things with Hart is that even though he's not a center, he could actually play that position, and he has in the past because the Knicks have had you know, big issues at the center position with Mitchell Robinson being out for a period of time, and it was like, you know, go out there and play, go out there and play center. But he could also play both forward spots. He could play both of the guard spots. So he's a player that can play literally anywhere you put him on the floor, and he's a great player to attack when you have starters that are out because he's going to be the sixth man off the bench typically, and you could plug him, you could play him anywhere for you know a decent amount of minutes. But when starters are out, you kind of have a really thin bench. So he's going to play 35, 40 minutes in a game when this particular situation arises. So don't be shocked if he, if he goes over this by halftime. It wouldn't surprise me if he has a really big game here. Uh, assists and rebounds should be an, an easy feat for him. But, yeah, it's a guy that you could plug and play in, in really any position. So, you know, you're, if, maybe if you don't have a, a monster rebounding game, you're going to have a big assist game where we've seen something like that or vice versa. But it looks like it's a combination of both because he's just out there for so long on the floor that 
he's going to get the assists. He's going to get the rebounds. He'll get the points for you as well. So I like Josh Hart here. I think this is a perfect spot. Yep. And it's just an update on our Friday night player prop best bet. Trey Young is up to 25 points now. So one more basket or free throw, he will get us to the window. And hopefully, again, we can continue the winning streak here on Saturday night with Josh Hart. Rebounds and assist over 12 and a half is our best bet. So maybe that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the NBA podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I know we kept this one short here, uh, but we want to get something out for at least for our listeners uh, for the weekend here. But anything else you want to add before we uh, go our separate ways? I was thinking maybe we could just sit here and filibuster until we get the uh, the Trey Young one more <laughs> point. You know, we could pound our chests and stuff like that on the podcast. So um, I don't really have much else to talk about, Manoff. It's been uh, – it's been a good couple of days with our NBA podcast here. Like I said, uh, if you go over to pregame.com, enter coach 15, save yourself 15 bucks there. All our Super Bowl stuff's coming up. So it's going to be a really great week there at pregame.com. You know, follow Manoff and I on X. I'm sure we'll have some stuff, you know, for uh, for the Super Bowl and the NBA at sleepyj underscore pregame at sports nerd 824. Uh, I'm running out of things to say here, Manoff. Yeah. I'm trying to stall as as well, <laughs> trying to get this uh, Trey Young prop to the window here. But look, he's at 25 points here. There's plenty of time. I mean, they're still in the third quarter here. So uh, I think that he'll definitely get us to the window. We'll pound our chest a little bit uh, when we uh, when it does officially hit it. We'll maybe on X, we'll uh, pound our chest a little bit. But hey, uh, Sleepy, appreciate it. Like you mentioned, it's been a great week for us, at least on the um on the nba pod it's been a couple of great weeks hopefully we can carry that momentum into next week again like sleepy has mentioned if you haven't already subscribed to the uh podcast feed make sure you do so uh and you'll see our uh, nba podcast dropping there and come cash with us uh and hopefully we're putting more money inside your pockets all right sleepy enjoy the weekend my man we'll be back next week in some form or fashion and in some time till then good luck with your bets this weekend and we'll talk to you guys down the road